Hello there, I'm back. And you know what that means. That means I gotta tell you about some other stuff. Like, Bailey Note. Remember when I dreamt about Steve Martin in the Looney Tunes movie and he got so angry at a talking animated car that he put the cartoon car on fire? Well, now I want to dream about Eddie Murphy and something similar to Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Also, of course, you don't remember those dreams. Well, one of them hasn't happened yet, and one of them was in my dreams. So, guess what? I mean, that was a funny dream about Steve Martin and the Looney Tunes and the cartoon car. Also, the mysterious origins of the Mothman leads to an abandoned bunker in West Virginia. And guess what I said on Facebook? I heard the Mothman was a bisexual mailman who would make a special delivery in our butts. I also heard the mob manage just now. Then Aquatopia at Tokyo Disney Sea is a weird but fun ride. It's like the people mover of that park. Sometimes the quirky rides are the best. Yeah, you're right. Like the whip at Cannon Park is a good classic ride. But it's at Cannon Park. I mean, Cannon Park's a good park, but you know what? Good enough for West Virginia, it's good enough for the world, I guess. You get it? You get the gist of my, what I'm trying to say here. They said, um, Denny's, that restaurant, Denny's. At the limited edition run, handmade, only 20 pairs available. Dropping or drop info coming soon. Follow along at twitter.com slash Denny's Diner and guess what the date is on, on this release. 420. As in the marijuana times. 420. Bailey note again. Cannon Park does not equal CM Punk. By the way, this is a calendar which I which you can't see. But let's just say the opening weekend is May 1st and 2nd. Is opening weekend at Cannon Park 2021. Also make sure to listen to Talk is War. It's by a buddy of mine named Xavier Wayne Busby, or Xavier, as or as he liked to go on there, Alpha Z. He he has an amazing podcast. It would be greatly appreciated if you go check out his podcast. It's just Talk Is War, or if you're on Anchor, it's Anchor.fm/talk. Dash is dash war. Also, 
West Virginia Power says fireworks are coming back at Appalachian Power Park and they are bigger and better than ever. Mega Blast Fireworks Show every Saturday. Yeah. The Cheesecake Factory Bakery, I guess is at Vazoli's, Vazoli's, as they add new white chocolate raspberry cheesecake made by the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory. And you know what? White Castle unveils new birthday cake on the stick, which sounds good, but it's not my birthday yet, so thanks, but no thanks. Eolich Gardens is set to open for the 2021 season. The park is located in the heart of Denver, Colorado and features a variety of unique roller coasters, including the impressive Sidewinder Shuttle Loop. By the way, yesterday on the Travel Channel, or TRVL Channel, it showed the original Man vs. Food, and for the first time in years, they showed the Man vs. Food show with Adam Richmond. And I'm not joking. I am not even joking. They showed it. I got the post right here. And I took a picture of it. And they even showed the very first episode. Of Man vs. Food with Adam Richmond. I wish you could see it though. Damn it. Also... Like I said earlier, Japan decided to release Fukushima water into sea, prompting protest. That's sad. Two women tried to spend one million dollar bill at Dollar General store. And then guess what I said? Either they are some of those ditzy blonde haired women. And by the way, I am not saying all blondes are ditzy. And then I went on to say, I keep hearing about, or they are just plain stupid. Hope I got, is it plain stupid or playing stupid? Oh, it had to be plain. Oh, no. Anyway, Michael Shikowitz, also known as Facade, said, Yo, I'm going to fight Shane Douglas in the parking lot of a B-dubs. ECW style, and I'm winning the title too. The Neon Ninja versus the franchise. First time ever. Appalachian Championship Wrestling. ACW. Hashtag ACW. Heavyweight Championship. 422-2021. Cross Lanes, West Virginia. Hashtag Extreme Rules. Hashtag Neon Blondes. Hashtag Go Ninja Go. Yeah. Uh, nothing like reading some comments first thing in the morning. Oh, this one looks interesting. Food theory idea. How long could you survive in a locked supermarket just using the food in there? Huh, that one's really good. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, that is a pretty good question.
internet? Welcome to Food Theory, the show you can still safely consume well past its expiration date. Theorists, I just want to start off by saying how much I love the theory ideas you submit, especially when they result in episodes like the one today. But, uh, as I soon learned, answers like these are not easy to come by, friends. I mean, I originated pixel measurements. I have been finding numbers where numbers don't exist for a decade now. But grocery store survival may just be one of the trickiest challenges that I've faced in the last 10 years of making YouTube videos. For one thing, we're dealing with a lot of food products here. See, each distinct product in a grocery store gets assigned an SKU, or stock keeping unit. The average grocery store has an SKU count of about 33,000. That is 33,000 different product offerings. And that's not even taking into account the multiples of each item that the store has in its inventory, which means that even an average-sized grocery store likely has hundreds of thousands of items on its shelves. But how long can those items actually sustain a human being? In order to answer that, we'll need to go a step beyond counting the number of items and actually quantify the amount of food in a grocery store. After all, not every item in a grocery store is edible, and those that are edible have drastically different nutritional values. Plus, there's an added layer of complexity that has to be taken into account here. Spoilage. This is actually one of our biggest factors because it's not as though our hypothetical person trapped inside the grocery store can just eat millions and millions of calories on day one before anything spoils and then coast off of body fat for the next 50 years. Sadly, the human stomach can only hold so much. This is coming from experience. Test those limits each and every time I step foot inside a cheesecake factory. So this means that our hypothetical person, who I'm going to call Evan in honor of today's commenter, is going to have to employ an actual strategy to maximize the amount of food going into his stomach and minimize the amount of food that's going to spoil. Theorists, today's prompt is an absolute beast that has a lot of moving parts. That's what's going to make it so fun to answer. Hope you've all worked up an appetite. An appetite for knowledge, that is, because today we're sinking our teeth into supermarket survival. For today's purposes, we're going to quantify food in terms of calories. The FDA uses 2,000 calories per day as a general guide for nutrition advice, though they're also quick to admit that this is an oversimplification and there's really no one-size-fits-all number for caloric intake. But for this hypothetical exercise, it's going to have to do the trick. We're also going to assume that Evan is locked inside an average-sized grocery store, which these days is about 38,000 square feet, according to Progressive Grocer. And that's actually fantastic news for us because one of our food theory field researchers, Luke, just so happens to live up the street from a grocery store exactly that size. See, today's episode is going to require some good old-fashioned elbow grease, friends. This is a very specific question that we're attempting to answer, and the very specific inventory information that we need isn't publicly available knowledge. In order to get that info, we have no choice but to count the calories of grocery store items manually. And if that sounds like a ridiculous amount of work, yes. But this is food theory, people. If we're not going to answer the question that one person was curious about in the comments, then who else will? Finally, we need to make a couple of assumptions about Evan's circumstances. We're going to actually assume that the power is out in Evan's post-apocalyptic survival scenario. That means no ovens, no refrigerators, and no freezers. We'll also assume that he has no running water. Why are we making things so hard on poor Evan? Well, because our answer becomes more useful that way. If we determine that Evan can live out his entire natural lifespan inside a worst-case scenario grocery store with no utilities, then we know that he can also live a full lifespan inside a grocery store where water is easy to come by, and the shelf life of many foods can be extended using refrigeration. So, with all that housekeeping out of the way, the time has finally come to determine Evan's fate. How long is the maximum amount of time that one person can survive inside of a grocery store? Well, let's talk about that crucial first day. Me, I see it playing out a little something like this. Disheveled, Evan stumbles into a strikingly average-sized grocery store. In this case, called Stater Brothers, but it could be interchangeable for any around the U.S. He frantically locks the doors behind him. Outside, some 
for a tense doomsday scenario is raging on. I'm thinking aliens, zombies, alien zombies, you know, the works. The only other person with a key to the store is also the person with a key to Evan's heart. His true love, uh, theorista. Together they swore <laughs> that if they were ever separated amid the chaos, they would rendezvous here at the Stater Brothers where they started their love in the frozen food aisle. Being the first to arrive, it is now Evan's sacred duty to wait and to survive for as long as he possibly can without leaving. Look, we put a lot of work into this episode. We are going to amp it up with the drama. The grocery store's power is out, which means that the dairy section and the deli section are going to be the first to spoil. Evan knows that he has to act quickly. Bacteria can render room temperature dairy and raw meat too dangerous for human consumption within hours. So if those calories are going to count to his survival, he's going to have to move and move fast. Evan's first order of business is to begin extending the shelf life of any quick spoiling foods he possibly can. Evan knows that in addition to calories, his body needs 20 different amino acids in order to survive, plus a variety of minerals and vitamins. So the more... more varied his diet is, the better. Amino acids, you gotta catch them all. Evan also knows that he should be able to extend the life of various raw meats by about a month or two. Even without refrigeration and electricity, the store has everything he needs. There's 377 pounds of salt in aisle 6 for curing the meat, and there's a downright shocking amount of fire building supplies in aisle 13 for smoking the meat. Via curing and smoking, he's able to save 120,000 calories worth of raw meat from spoiling, which, while impressive, is a mere fraction of the 10.7 million meat supplied calories that would be available to him in the section if things didn't spoil. But hey, extra time is extra time. By doing this all-important first step, Evan can ensure that red meat, poultry, and even seafood are a part of his diet for the first couple months of his grocery store stay. Plus, packaged deli meats like salami will last for a month or so unrefrigerated. The fire, which Evan built near an open window so the smoke can escape, continues to be useful even after the meat's been smoked. Evan is able to dehydrate fruits and veggies with some success over his primitive campfire setup. The dehydrated vegetables wind up with a shelf life of about six months and the dehydrated fruits last up to a year and perhaps best of all the open window will allow evan to collect rainwater from here to the rest of his stay once the bottled water runs out so by spending his first days in the grocery store hard at work evan manages to secure a year's worth of calories out of food that would have otherwise spoiled in a matter of weeks way to go evan life handed you lemons and you made dehydrated lemons ever the overachiever though evan goes on and makes his already varied diet even more varied by working baked goods from the bakery section into his meals. Thanks to Ziploc bags, he's able to get a few good weeks out of the cookies and breads before... I have a convenience store delivery for Super Grover. Oh, yeah, he said just put it there. Before they mold over, he also takes full advantage of the vitamins in aisle 10. Since many of the vitamins begin to lose their potency after a couple of years, Evan knows that he might as well use them early and often to round out his diet. Finally, after one year and more than 730,000 calories consumed, the dehydrated fruit begins to spoil and Evan celebrates his one-year anniversary inside the grocery store. But the celebration is a somber one, as there is still no sign of the fair fairy stop. Once year two rolls around, Evan doesn't have to do nearly as much work. Well, aside from stirring the compost pile every once in a while, all the spoiled food from the deli, produce, dairy, and bakery sections really pile up. And that's not even mentioning the human waste. Ugh. These days, Evan is munching on foods with lengthy shelf lives, like dried pasta, white rice, rolled oats, powdered milk, molasses, potato flakes, whole wheat grains, factory-sealed jerky, dried beans, and lentils. In order to get some fruits and veggies into his diet, he also starts dipping into certain canned foods that have relatively 
relatively short shelf lives due to their high acidity, such as canned fruit, pickles, and jellies. All told, these foods provide him with 5.1 million calories over the course of seven years. When his eighth anniversary inside the grocery store arrives, life is pretty pleasant for Evan. You know, aside from the fact that his beloved theorista has yet to show up. <laughs> Evan understands that two types of food await him on the shelves from this point forward. Foods with indefinite shelf lives and factory sealed foods that degrade over time. Indefinite shelf life foods include products like raw honey, jello mix, sugar, hard alcohol, soy sauce, cornstarch, and others. These products, if stored properly, will be just as tasty and nutritious decades down the line as they are today. The same cannot be said for the foods in the second category. Foods like canned goods, wine, breakfast cereal, and peanut butter, which all degrade over time. But it's worth knowing that these foods don't spoil like the raw meat and dairy did. As long as they remain unopened and completely sealed, these canned and factory sealed foods don't really become inedible, despite what their expiration dates might suggest. Now, it doesn't mean that the foods won't turn stale or rancid. They absolutely will. But even in their most disgusting forms, these foods won't make you ill, and they'll retain at least some of their nutritional value to Evan. That is, assuming he can manage to keep them down. After all, rancid peanut butter isn't exactly pleasant to eat, and perhaps the only thing less appetizing than eating wet dog food is eating expired wet dog food. Deep down, Evan knows that he needs to eat his way through the latter category first, so let's get to it. For three stuff. Now, there are a lot of foods that fall into this category, which means Evan is forced to eat a lot of stale and rancid food over the next few decades. Heard that right, decades. The remaining canned goods alone account for 3.4 million calories, or 4.6 years worth of food. Because canned food is sterile and sealed, bacteria can't really get into it unless the can gets dented or damaged in some way. Similarly, factory sealed products like cereal, cookies, crackers, and chips will go stale and degrade over time, but they still should technically remain edible. This also applies to drinks such as soda, beer, and wine, and many jarred products like peanut butter and jarred nuts. All told, these products and others add up to 30.8 million calories. That is enough food to last Evan another whopping 42.2 years if he's able to space it out right. Now, it's hard to describe how unpleasant this 42.2 year stretch is for Evan. I mean, to get to this point, he would have had to have gone through 5,100 cans of wet pet food, but he persists. And now he gets to enjoy the good life again because the indefinite shelf life foods await him and they all still taste great even 50 years after he got first locked into this place. When added together, these indefinite shelf life products accounted for 13.1 years worth of food. And once those 13.1 years run out, well, the shelves are empty and Evan runs out. As the final drop of vodka drips onto his tongue, Evan feels the icy grip of death overtake him. He collapses onto the ground, soon to become one with the compost pile he cultivated for so many decades. And as his eyes close forever, he finally gets the answer he so desperately sought as a younger man. 63.3 years. A person can survive locked inside a grocery store using only the food inside for 63.3 years. But suddenly, moments after Evan draws his final breath, we hear a key turn in the lock. It's Theorista. At long last, she's made it to their agreed-upon rendezvous point. She got waylaid for a few decades by, I don't know, what did I say? Zombie aliens? Something? Anyway, through it all, she never stopped thinking about her true love, Evan. Alas, though, she's too late. Yeah, it is a super bummer of an ending. If only Evan had figured out a way to stay alive just a wee bit longer, they could have held each other one last time. But there's no way Evan could have pulled that one off. The shelves are empty. There's nothing else he could have done. Unless... 
That's right, theorists. Evan still has one last card to play. Farming. A lot of grocery stores have at least a small flower section with potted plants. Our Stater Brothers was no different, and it had about four cubic feet of potting soil in all. This soil, of course, can be used to create a small garden with seeds and spores harvested from the produce section in the early days. Potatoes, which conveniently contain all the essential amino acids, are the crop that Evan probably should focus on when he first arrives in the store. Unfortunately, with such a limited supply of soil, Evan is never going to be able to survive entirely off his garden. Even if he doubles his soil volume by mixing in 50% compost, which is the maximum ratio recommended, eight cubic feet of soil can support about 24 potato plants. Each plant produces about 1,010 calorie potatoes per year for 26,400 calories annually. Theorists, that is not even two weeks worth of food. If only there was a crop that could grow in 100% compost. After all, Evan's got way more than four cubic feet of that lying around, and his compost pile only grows bigger with every passing day. Well, I've got good news for you, Evan, because there is such a crop. It requires no sunlight to grow, minimal water, and is readily available in grocery stores. I'm talking mushrooms. Mushroom stems from the grocery store are really easy to propagate. Pretty much all you need to create a mushroom terrarium is an empty plastic bottle and coffee grounds. And of course, Evan has plenty of access to those. From there, mushrooms can be introduced into the compost pile. And from here, the numbers start working out in Evan's favor in a big way. One pound of button mushrooms contains 100 calories. A growing area of around 200 square feet can produce 5,000 pounds of mushroom per year. That means that in order to get the 2,000 calories per day he needs to survive, Evan would only need to plant about 3,000 square feet of button mushrooms. And in a 30,000 square foot grocery store, I don't think 10% of your floor space is too much to sacrifice for a crop that'll spare you the indignity of gulping down expired baby food. Between the mushrooms and the potato garden, Evan will have renewable resources of essential amino acids, vitamins, and minerals, not to mention a surplus of calories. So not only will farming allow Evan to survive long enough to see his beloved Theorista again, he won't have to eat a single expired food product along the way. So at long last, theorists, we're finally able to answer the question in full. Not only can a person survive their entire natural life locked inside of a grocery store using only the food inside, but that person's family and future generations can make do as well. Evan's story has a happy ending and it's all thanks to farming but hey that's just a theory a food theory bon appetit thanks for supporting the food theory channel friends if you enjoy hey guys it's ken from kbd productions tv welcome back to another kendomic food challenge just for you and just for you i am in the overcast town of Bradford, Ontario, Canada yeah. to do a challenge. <laughs> I've been challenged by Matt from Reckless Eating to do the McLand Air and Sea Burger. I haven't done that since I did it the very first time. Back then it wasn't just a challenge uh, or it wasn't a challenge at all. It was just just do it. It was a secret menu item. Did really well on my channel and uh, Matt said, hmm, I wonder how long it would take you to eat that and I challenge Ken Domic, and now I am challenging you to see how fast you can do it. And uh, if you do this challenge and pimp me out and reckless eating, uh, I will retweet uh, your tweet on Twitter and uh, kind of pimp you out there on Twitter. And that will be fantastic for you, fantastic for us, yeah. fantastic for everyone. So how you make a McLand Aaron Seaburger, you have to order a... 
Big Mac or McDouble. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Matt did the Big Mac. I think he did. Big Mac, filet fish, and McChicken. But since we're in Canada, we'll be ordering the Junior Chicken, which is the same as the United States McChicken. So got to be fair on this, and I'm going to try and eat it as fast as I can, see if I can beat Matt. Uh, I'm not a competition eater, neither is Matt, so this is going to be a, a good fun, uh, good time, and again, I hope uh, a whole bunch, bunch of you guys give it a shot and see who is the fastest. Yeah. Hi, could I get a uh, Big Mac? Big Mac. Chicken, um, a filet of fish and a small fry, please. That's it, thank you. Thank you. I got the ingredients on and how to build it from hackthemenu.com. If you want to learn how to make all these secret menu items, that's where I got all my recipes from. And on Hack the Menu, they said if you want to get a little more creative, you can add french fries to it if you want. You can kind of do this any way you want. I kind of want to do it exactly the same as Matt. I think Matt's not going to do pickles and lettuce. So uh, I'm going to do pickles and lettuce. I don't think it's going to matter um, that much. It's not going to slow me down any. But it might slow Matt down because I think he would uh, gag on the lettuce. So, <laughs> Hello. Hi. All right, how you doing? Thank you. you too. Bye. All right, guys. Let's park it and beat Matt from Reckless Eating, of course. All right, guys. We are parked. Let's get the trusty steering wheel tray and start this challenge, shall we? So uh, all those things come together at $17.81 Canadian. So let me know in the States how much that would cost. Again, I did the filet of fish, Big Mac, Junior Chicken, or McChicken in the United States, and a small fry. Put this all together. Uh -oh. Don't don't spill. Don't spill. I saved the fries from spilling. So no bonus fries. All right, guys. Got it all unpacked. Over here we have the iconic Big Mac, yummy. Over here we've got our McChicken or Junior Chicken, and over here we got our fillet of fish. And again, I think it's best to kind of order it this way. That way you get the tartar sauce, you get uh, the mayo and extra lettuce and, and a slice of cheese. Uh, it's on the bottom. Where's the cheese? There's cheese at the bottom there. And of course, I'm gonna put a few fries on there just to add a little kick. Let's put them together. Dump the fries in there. Just gonna move that over here for a second. Lift up the lid to the uh, Big Mac. Yes. Center everything just a little bit easier, a little bit more. I'm gonna put some of that tartar sauce on that patty. There we go. It's a little bit of a waste uh, because you don't eat all the buns. You can, I think, order it without the buns. Let's put that fillet of fish right on there. Hope you guys can see it's gonna. It's going to be really hard to get that cheese off, so I won't be able to do that. Uh, and then I'm going to flip over the Big Mac. Like that. Oh, yeah. Flip it over. The first time I did this, I did it with uh, with all the buns, just to make it even more crazier. Because you got to go crazy or go home. So, again, we're going to take... We've got enough lettuce and mayo on there, but I'll just try to squeeze off a little bit more. There we go. And then we'll get our... McChicken or Junior Chicken Patty. It's just falling everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Jeez. We're going to put just a few fries, like a layer of fries right there. And I won't, I won't know exactly how long it takes me. I'll have to wait till I get to the editing. Uh, and then I'll have to put a timer on it. 
a timer in my car. Oh boy, I guess I could hit Siri, make Siri do the timer. Oh my goodness. Let's flip it over. Oh gosh. There we go. Once again, doing the McLand Air. It's just so gooey. The McLand Air and Sea Burger just for you and just for you. I also think part of our rules is you're allowed to have water. So uh, I've got my water. Let's do a little sip. Are you guys ready? I'm going to hit the timer, eat it as fast as I can, and then hit the timer again. I'm thinking less than five minutes. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one. Let's do this. Um, um, on my way. Again, and then done the fatigue. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Eating the Big Mac, Junior Chicken, and Filet of Fish. Filet of Fish, Big Mac, McChicken, Junior Chicken. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to McDonald's as well. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Going now. Going in the hell. Going to McDonald's hell. Like I need you. You lying like a man. On the lines and lines of my way, east of my home. Woman, I'm a girl in the 90s for. Oh, here I am hmm. on the road again. There I am up on the stage. There I go. Whoa, whoa, again. There I go. Turn the page.